2020 and starting 2021 and we are here and we started this and there are friends it's so glad to so glad to feel that there are so many people with you it, it's so glad to feel that you know sometimes i feel like you know i could make so much money actually i would i would be a broker because i'm pretty <laughs> i i'm pretty like you know um smart in talking and can convince people i would be a broker probably i would earn much more money you know and i sometimes like why didn't i do that and i realized no no man i i i earn so much connection and i have so much people there i have a support group and it's so good to feel that there are people there are people behind you you know and and yeah and backing you Imagine Action Podcast. Imagination. Creando comunità trasformative. Social arts across borders. Live not kehilot transformative. Building transformative communities for future. Nosotros creemos que la imaginación es el derecho universal. Podcast Imagination. We believe imagination is our universal right and regeneration is our collective responsibility. Welcome to Imagine Action Podcast. In this special episode, we're speaking with Gopal Arial on Theatre for Social Healing in Nepal and his upcoming fundraising campaign. I joined theatre in the beginning, uh, dreaming to be a famous actor in the industry, like movie or theatre. Um, basically, theater training um, or acting training is uh, the first step uh, to move into the movies and become famous. That's how most of the people think. That's how I thought when I started. And uh, so while Learning theater, in fact, just after I completed my six months course from uh, Rashtranagar in Nepal, um, the magic happened. Um, few people, few Israelis people actually, just jumping into the class. And they were looking for a theater school in Nepal. And then they were working in rural communities and uh, or also urban communities but for more marginalized people and children so we got to know each other and we were few students there and uh, and they asked uh, if we could collaborate with if one of us we you know would collaborate with them to help children learn theater and then that's how i actually i started uh, my art um knowledge to uh, use in for the social cause for the for the for the community so and then i i worked that for like with the organization for six years working with children women and youth young youths mainly six and 17 18 so and then i work with other organizations um on psychosocial support program, uh, empowerment. And at some point, I enjoyed it more. And at some point, I thought my dream, which I had before, 
went a completely a different different path. I it was left somewhere. So I I left the dream what I had when I started actually, and this new dream emerged, and uh, that's how I started like thinking more about using my art energy and knowledge for a purpose, for a community purpose, for a for a social purpose, and for a for a betterment of the society, yeah, and the culture. So yes, and I was working with uh, some NGOs, and I, I quit the job. And uh, just before quitting the job, I, I was I, I traveled uh, to Africa for the for, that was my first international travel actually. If I don't count India because we have open border, and then I met people from completely different culture and completely different energy than I was living um, in Nepal. And it was beautiful uh, on the side of the sea, uh, side of the ocean, actually, Atlantic Ocean. And then that, that seven days um, in, in, in Mboro, Mboro, in Senegal, and the other, other few previous days before Mboro were so beautiful. And I got a chance to learn and experience so much new things. And actually, we dreamed together there. Uh, with 30 other people, uh, and I was one of the Asian, I guess, in a collective dream that we want to create something actually all over the world. But then because we were there, so we thought what we could do in our places, and we dreamt of having a center in Nepal. And because being one person um, a person from a landlocked country, an Asian, um, you know. So, I, if I could experience so much different and learn so much, get motivated so much, and energize so much from that experience in Africa, what, and and there it is the same way. There's there there are possibilities, and that other people, if they travel to Nepal and be the same opportunity, have the same opportunity to, to live or stay in, 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 a, in a mountain, in the middle of mountain of Nepal, and join a residential workshop could be a life-changing experience like I had in Africa. So actually, when I first dreamed this, I didn't dream it for myself. The dream was ours, but also it is for, for the other people who are not who don't, doesn't really have experience of being in Nepal and practicing art or theater in Nepal. So because that could be, that's what I thought, it could be life-changing for the, the people from other places to be here and, uh, and experience this. But at the same time, it is exchange. It is exchange of energy. It is exchange of culture. Um, it is exchange of knowledge and so much. So, at the same time, we when we extend, we both learn and we both grow together. So this this place, uh, it, it is is a is a dream place to to extend, um, to grow together, to to be there. So that that's how it just came. And ICST is is a pretty a bit different because when I when I started ICST Nepal. 
the, the full form is International Center for Social Theater in Nepal. What's the name actually in the very beginning I thought about the center? And actually this turned into the theater company and that the office was in Kathmandu. And we got a lot of work uh, with um, UN agencies um, and bigger organizations and on many issues like psychosocial support, the uh, safe construction awareness, um, um, uh, emergency preparedness, um, and uh, early childhood cases, and, and you know, so behavioral changes. So we got these projects with so many organizations from this company, ICST Nepal, from which we worked socially at the same time we made some money. And that's how we could start this Lukegogan Center later. So, yeah, it, they are they're they're different, but they're they're not different. They're very connected. They're same. And and I remember very much. Uh, so I met Gopal ten years ago. I was volunteering in the same uh, organization that he was working on uh, with Tvel Betzedek, uh, Israeli nonprofit, and I was doing theater of the oppressed teaching Theater of the Oppressed as a volunteer uh, for volunteers and the staff and, and, and some of the project. And uh, Gopal was assigned to me as my translator guide slash teacher of Nepali. And uh, yeah, it was, was very life-changing. It was just meeting Gopal, meeting Nepal was absolutely life-changing for me. Um, and um, uh, you started ICST, you were working, uh, you know, doing theater projects. Uh, I know a lot of the projects were following the earthquake, so working with people affected by the, there was a big earthquake at the time. 2015, it was. 2015, yeah. And 2016, there was an earthquake in Italy, and we brought Gopal to, to exchange with us after the big earthquake in central Italy. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I would like to hear more about, like, what have been the challenges throughout what what is the the challenges or frustration do you have met building the organization, building your skill, but also right now in building the center? Well, uh, it is my first experience um, having a a company or or an organization um, and leading it myself in the earthquake time. Uh, just after the earthquake, actually, the ICST did not exist. Um, and I, I was working with an Israeli organization called Israel. And, uh, and that was actually the big challenge that um, we were taking an entertainment um, stuff to the community people who were um, hungry, who didn't have food and who didn't have a roof to sleep under. And after, actually, after this, um, uh, the ICST was, by, by the time I, I came to Italy in 2016, December, I was still working um, in, in Israel. So, and while, while um, founding this uh, International Center for Social Theater, ICST Nepal was, um, was actually not very challenging. Because the challenge was only that um, I was... Uh, to, to find the to find the fund uh, to find the work and and collaborations with the organizations who could uh, find a, a right and good issue and also who could um, fund a good amount of money 
for us to survive in fact so um that was the big challenge and i had to wait uh in october uh, i had to wait like 7 months for the 7 8 months i opened uh, an office um in in the same building i'm sitting here now so only after that we 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 got some work and uh, we created some work. We collaborated with um, organizations. We collaborated with some some friends. We did one mountain dreaming international organize international um, um, uh, a residential workshop, and we we also was one of the uh, co facilitator. And then with with that work, we we made a pretty good um, income, and then we bought this land because we needed a bigger space. We didn't want to um, squeeze ourselves inside a single room in, in, the, in the urban Kathmandu city. So we wanted to go close to the nature, um, having a big space to, to walk, to run, to play. Um, so we decided to buy this, this um, piece of land in the village. And uh, started creating this uh, center, and and apparently we uh, uh, there there were no there was no uh, project uh, projects we didn't get any projects and uh, there was no money. Uh, we tried well. There were few volunteers came there to help us, but then because the volunteers were just volunteers, we didn't have expertise to to create the things so you know and uh, at, at some point uh, while trying to create uh, the center of the things in the in the village um, I lost the communication and the follow-up with people that we were working in Kathmandu before and that is also I think one part of the uh, reason that we didn't get more work um, afterwards as soon as we bought the land, we jumped in into the into the area and we started creating. Let's go! And we I forgot everything behind actually. And 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 lately, since actually it's not just new that we are doing crowdfunding now. It sounds like five months, one year after lockdown. Actually, it's been already one year and a half, one and a half year I guess. Has been very very frustrating. Um, not not finding out the resource not finding out the finance support and you know and and actually i never in the beginning i never never dreamt never thought of raising funds to create the center in the beginning i i was completely thinking that i'm going to make money via this organization through this organization and i'm going to invest on it and then make at least ready some part of it ready to host like 20 30 people uh, to do some like you know residencies program, and then we can keep creating. That's what I. That's what I was thinking. I, that's what I thought actually, but then I couldn't make money. So, so yeah, and then because I was not thinking about other ways, so it was it was very frustrating. For actually, I, I it, in last two months or three months, I thought many times actually. I would probably, I should probably just leave the country. It is also because the 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 the, the political situation here is also very frustrating. So that is also the reason that you know it affects like everything affects other other things. 
but I have to keep having patience and uh, and and you know keep having motivation is is very 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 challenging and that that's what I'm going through for like more than a year actually uh when you when you shared that uh you know you were going to people with theater people who were hungry people who didn't have home and it just got kind of got stuck in my head because uh because i faced the exact same problem in india when i because i work in rural areas and i go to these people and i'm like this is what i have to offer and these people say but we don't have enough money to survive <laughs> we don't have food we don't have two meals a day we can't have two meals a day how what 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 do i do with your offering and this is also a dilemma that while fundraising this also is a very big challenge that how do you convince people or how do you articulate that not uh, that you don't have to have a very urgent uh, need to fulfill like theater is a very far fetched dream it takes time it takes time to build it takes time to uh, give people skill if, if i'm working with children it will take years for those children to build the resistance and build the energy and get uh, you know confidence or whatever i'm trying to give them it takes time there is no uh, very visible outcome it it takes its own time it's not urgent how do you convince people to give money for an urgent need so uh, how, how did it start was let me let me tell you how did it start so first the earthquake happened on on the um, no 25th of april 2015 so and then um uh, i was also one of the survivor because i was inside the house and i had a holy story that i kept um fortunately the house didn't fall but it was terrifying and it was really like you know so and um uh, then there were so many organizations came into nepal so many countries represent representative came with came to nepal with a lot of economical support tents um food uh, and and small groups also gathered and they were all collecting uh, the tents and foods and noodles and you know junk foods and blah blah so they were they were they were all taking this as a how do you say they were taking all this support to the to the um to the communities and on the ninth day i think we started uh thinking about this and uh, um you know because we see so many people are crying and it's kind of like they're in um, trauma and really deep trauma some of people, some of them and they they're not even being able to cry actually because don't know uh, who to talk where to go and uh, they're not being able to smile and they're not being able to cry so you know what they need is try to normalize the situation one thing because this happened this already happened and there is life further so that was very important to to advocate in a way that there is life 
and now this is the new normal you know after after you know because they lost their family members a lot of stuff and many people were not able to realize that that situation so we thought how can we do that like psychosocial support and uh, and then we thought okay art is the best means to take therapy take um, psychosocial support to the community so what we had was theater and and they had me and everybody who were in Kathmandu who had house outside the valley they left they have been they have, they have left the Kathmandu and they have they have been to their own houses which were because to be safe you know to be safe from the earthquake because the earthquake was like coming continuously every day like minimum 26 a day something like that like for like 15 days or 20 days a month something like that it was too long so people and and because and a lot of theater artists they they're here they come from outside the valley um, and they do theater here so they were in their house outside the valley and it was pretty difficult to find artists who were living here and we could collect like six artists seven artists and including me we are eight uh, we had one friend um actress too actually who were living um couch surfing with us by then and uh, and then we just started creating i mean you know putting the stories that we collected uh while traveling in the affected area during the medical camp and the rescue so those stories we put on the play and then we we created like 45 minutes long play actually that was pretty long and in the beginning as you said it was very difficult to believe that it will help people and people people will take it positively and will not be kicked out from the villages you know, so it was very difficult to believe that, <clears throat> but we dared anyway, and the play was ready. Okay, so in, in, in a week or 10 days, the play was ready. And I was like, okay, the play is ready, and this is the play. Should we really take this to the community? In the villages, what happens if they just come up with, uh, you know, how do you say that? If they come up with some kind of like uh, wolves and you know and and beat us and uh, you know ask us to leave the village. What happens if we if this happens? So and then we 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 thought we decided to do a trial performance inside the valley. Uh, it's called Narendra now, and it's uh, it's a kind of like small park where the earthquake survivors were sleeping at night and in the tents there were tents and it's like a camp of survivors of survivors and they were they were cooking and eating in their houses but they're they were sleeping and you know most of the time they were staying in the in the uh, in that garden in that area in that camp so then okay let's let's do a trial there and we did we did the performance and the play was about basically you know uh the stories the, all the earthquake scenes, the stories, um, and it, it is not only one family, one person have been through this. It, it's, there are so many people are, are facing the, the same problem 
And at this moment, we need people to talk to. We need people to listen our our emotions, you know. So, um, so and also we, about releasing our pain, our emotional wounds. So these stuff were basically incorporated in the play. So we we performed this play in in the, this um, survival camp, earthquake survivors camp in Kathmandu. And after the play, I asked the same question. Like, exactly, I asked the same way I was thinking to the audience. Hey, people, did you like the play? Yes. Do you think it helps you or helps the earthquake survivors in some way? Because, you know, there are so many people taking this, this, this kind of support. And we are this stupid one taking a theater play to the community for the earthquake survivors. Do you think we should take this to the villages? Do you suggest us to do that? I, I simply asked the complete thought I had for the past 10, 15 days. And almost all the people raised hand and said yes. And many people didn't speak. And that was okay. And at the same time, I heard a very loud sound saying yes, but in like you know, um, how do you say in in a emotional way. And and I look at the person. It was a lady. It was a lady uh, holding a children. Uh, and I I went close to her and I asked her. Why do you think so? Why why should we take this play? How does it help to people? How do you think it helps? And then she cried. And she said she lost her sister in that earthquake. And then this play made her realize that it's not only her losing a family member. There are so many people going through the same situation. And it is important for people to understand this. And even if we lost our family members, we cannot just jump in and die. We should leave. There is hope. There is life. And please take this to the to the villages. It is very important. That's what she said. And she was crying while saying this. So, um, and that was only actually our trial show. And then the next day we moved to Nuakot the rural uh, community, rural village in Nuaco district, which is north of Kathmandu Valley. So, but, but when we travel, we travel with therapists also. So let's say two, three therapists would go with us, with the theater group together. And then we perform the play. And because after performing the play, we would talk with um, the audience. And after the play, because they would listen in the crowd, they come together, they listen. So we would ask them to separate, like by like men in in a group, and there is a one women group and a one children group. So and each uh, therapist that we had uh, would uh, uh, do a group counseling with uh, each group, you know. So that was the uh, process. That was the method that we applied by them. And and actually, from that day, this lady said, 
how did it help? How did this, did this play help her to understand that and, and, and brought her hope? And from that day, actually, I realized for myself how important it is to work on the psychosocial support and work on the, you know, emotional healing, the emotional wounds. So, and actually from that day, I started um, working on this. And, and, and uh, Italy in December, we, in 2016, was like one and a half year after that. I feel there is so much, you know, richness. I also felt that when we were, you know, had the chance and we did some fundraising uh, to bring you to Italy, because I feel um, that this whole experience that you had in the earthquake is, is actually very valuable, could be very valuable uh, for maybe not only for earthquakes. Um, I, I, I feel, you know, as you were talking, I thought, you know, I was thinking about COVID and I was thinking about the ecological disasters that we're facing more and more. And so I, I was thinking about how, what you experience, you know, um, in after earthquake can be valuable to so many situations and how we are in a way have been facing and continue to be facing with this loss with this loss due to crisis to, um, and, and, and unfortunately it seems that we're going to deal more with that in the future. Um, and, and, and I feel, you know, it's very valuable for, for, for us to learn about this and, and exchange about this. So it seems like the problems are more practical uh, and it's how to bridge that, how to make sense and, and, and really say, you know, no, this, is, this has sense. This has sense. This is important. And for me to be able to rebuild my life practically, I need to be also be able to rebuild my emotional landscape, you know. Uh, and that theater is a way to do it. You know, that psychology is one way to do it and theater is another way to do it. And, and I know that you have been um, developing and working with this theater for social healing. Um, and, and we're a little bit over our scheduled time, but I, I actually want to bring, to challenge you and to bring like, how is that experience connecting with the vision of Lokukuguan? Like why, what, what brings you to connect this uh, to this, like how hard this experience of psychosocial support brings you to, you know, invest your own money, take a loan, uh, ask people for money to, to build a center. Uh, and what's the connection for you? Um, I would probably not do this Luke Gokan actually if I would not experience the earthquake. And if I would not know what is emotional wound is, and if I would not know that we all have wounds inside us, and if I would not know that those wounds should be healed and can be healed. So, because now I know, and that is why 
this local gown is ongoing. And we need, we need a place, we need place close to the nature. And there is no other way, actually, we are part of nature. There is no other, other way, ultimately, going back to the nature. Um, and, and, and that's only the ultimate way. So, um, and, and this place should be a place to heal ourselves. Um, uh, you know, in many ways, by sharing, by um, learning, by listening, by giving, by receiving, and by letting go. So, and this, this all, um, so this place is, is, is for all of this. So, and, and for all of us, for that. So that actually, it, it, that's why it is very connected. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do this if I wouldn't know, if, if I wouldn't experience this all. And thank you for asking this question. I, I really, I really reconnect. I mean, really connect with this question because I, I really feel it. Yeah, so I, I feel at this point also to invite people listening or watching. Um, so we, we started a campaign. It's not the first campaign with the Le Cucu Guan. Uh, so Gopal, as he was sharing, uh, got a place for all of us uh, and building it, uh, facing on difficulties also with nature, landslide and, and monsoon and, and working in the land and... and and, and I, I also hear this thing that you said before, the paradox, right? The paradox of this kind of going back, needing to go back to nature and then the difficulty to maintain work because the city is where the, the, the relationship are that are necessary to get the work. So how, and I feel this is a, a situation that is not just in Nepal, it's everywhere, you know, you, there is a, a paradox. People maybe want to go to the nature where it's, I, I, I know in Italy, it's empty. Like the villages are getting empty. <laughs> there are beautiful stone villages in extremely fertile land that they become deserted because young people so, are in the city. And, and, and what I'm trying to say is how can we, and this is like the challenge that I put to the people listening and, and us here, is how can we create a new kind of economy that favors this lifestyle these choices that we know we know we know that this is what we need to survive also because we need the trees we need uh, we need we cannot all concentrate because when i remember in in Kathmandu when i came in it was shocking for me the color and the smell of the river that goes through Kathmandu and knowing and listening from people that that was not the case 10 years ago, even that that or 20 years ago, it was pure as 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 water, you know, as a pure mountain. And now it's black. So 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 it's very, very uh, viscerous, but something is not working. How do we build a new system? Let me put myself into creating this place, place completely in there, and I would happily do this. And you work, make economy, because you need it. And also, 
go back to the nature. I mean, come back to the nature. Come to Lukegogang. Go to Lukegogang. Send your friends to Lukegogang. Or there are others Lukegogang in the world. Go back there sometime. Sometime, not all the time, because, you know. So that's one thing. Um, uh, it is difficult to go back to the nature and uh, and also work with, find a way of economy. Um, so we have some uh, plans for the future after we create this, like, you know, because even in the family, each of us um, uh, have some responsibility to us, the family, some of us has financial, some of us has other responsibility. So Lukego Gaon is a place, a house for a family, a global family. So we all have responsibility. We will, we will take responsibility. Whoever comes visit will put some effort in it. Um, so that that will help us, the center, survive and continue um, in the future. Now we are in in a in a situation to save it, not let it go. Um, because of this economic, um, modern economic system. Um, and they have converted everything else into the currency. The, and that is, that is a bit difficult. Well, when I think about it, um, I, I get frustrated, actually. So um, for the future. And environment is, is very important. And as you said, uh, we are having also um, uh, the natural um, um, like issues like earth, sorry the uh, the landslide uh, in the monsoon and other things. I I agree we have and actually we are actually very much suffering from that. But I'm not so much angry and I'm not so much sad with nature because nature has to take care of herself. And actually, I'm happy that she does. It is because us, we made the road. I mean, it's a main road. They're, they're, they're just, they just made a new track of the main road um, from the bottom part of the our, of the Lukeogang land. Um, it is the rural government, um, local government, they did it. And because of that, um, there was no other option because, you know, it has to go down. That's the law of nature, you know. So anyway, it's in some years, uh, nature will recover herself. The earth will recover herself for sure if we let her recover, and we should do that. That's for me not a problem. I accept what comes from the nature. We're we're not just having a place there. We're also serving ourselves. We're serving. We're intend, in, intending to serve people. We're intending to serve nature and the earth at the same time and uh, collaborating with community, uh, collaborating with uh, local schools around and uh, planning to bring children um, in, in our um, working um, plan. And, uh, you know, just like before we did in Tebel Bethesdek, Uri, again, we can start like bringing volunteers who would like to work with children in the future and we can, help them collaborate with schools, and they can play with children. That's the best experience 
a young adult man can have, you know, playing with children in, in, in communities like ours. So, yeah, those are the, the you know, the benefits that we, we can uh, have from supporting and creating this Lukeko Ground Center. But I just saying to the people, I, I hope we can get it uh, out uh, this weekend, also because the crowdfunding is still running until Monday. We, if we don't achieve the goal on this time, we will do another one. Uh, we will not give up. Um, so you can have your chance to, to support and be part. So one of the things that uh, we wrote on the campaign is save Le Cucoguan, join a village. So um, supporting uh, with an, an amount, uh, you can also become part of the village. And we think about doing gatherings also online, exchanging knowledge, exchanging uh, skills. Um, and then uh, um, Gopal is offering a free stay for people donating. So I, I, first of all, I thank Gopal for this conversation and also Vandana. I don't know if you want to add something from your side, um, but yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, talking about your beautiful experience that you had with people. And I think, and I think this this is personally for me, it was the first time that I uh, that I finally have words to articulate why theater is also an urgent need. And uh, yeah, so thank you so much for sharing your experience. Thank you. That was that. That's really a big, big, big compliment, Bandanaji. And thank you uh, for that. And Uri, thank you for inviting um, uh, for the interview. And uh, let's, uh, there is hope uh, and there is life. So let's hope, uh, let's not lose it. And uh, we're going to make it for sure. And if not today, tomorrow. But it will happen. And it is there. If not, Building transformative communities for future. I'd like to see the way that how we as activists, artists, creators, curators, whatever we do that brings um, art and value and peace and awareness, how we can bring something different. And that's what I'm talking about, you know, at these big policy kind of meetings we're, which we're, we're excluded from. Is there a way to, you know, <laughs> for people to be more creative within those kind of areas of, of, of policy? And, and um, yeah, just that's what I would love to. That's the vision is to see this embedded into the fabric of everyday life we believe imagination is our universal right and regeneration is our collective responsibility if you like the podcast like share and subscribe to the youtube channel support me in making the podcast on coffee slash imagine action subscribe to the podcast on spotify google podcast and apple podcast and stay tuned for the next